Welcome to the Disney View Podcast. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer. He's a one-time cast member, and he's been to Disney World literally hundreds of times. Listen in as he talks about one of his favorite things, the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, and occasionally beyond the Orlando theme park. And now, here's your host. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On the last few podcasts, I've talked about Epcot. In one podcast, I talked specifically about some of the design elements and a little bit of the history of Epcot. And then in my last podcast, I talked with Charles, who's an old friend of mine, who was an opening day cast member. And I hope you enjoyed both. Well, I wanted to round out the discussion talking about Epcot by providing for you some audio from opening day. Now, I have a little bit here from a couple of different sources. First off, let's start with uh, Card Walker. Well, I think this is probably by far the most exciting day in my whole career with this wonderful company, Walt Disney Productions. In March, I'll have been here 45 years, and I've seen a lot of things happen, but I think this is in first place in my mind and in my heart. Good morning, Governor Graham, Bill Ellinghouse, all our distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, particularly the boys and girls. We're naturally delighted to see you all here this morning. This is a very special project for our company, and one we're very proud of, and one that I think is going to develop tremendous word of mouth because it's an exciting show. We broke ground on this exact site here, right here where I'm standing, three years ago today at 9 a.m. in the morning. And I promised then that our doors would open this morning as scheduled at 8.58, and I think we missed it by two minutes, didn't we, Dick? That accomplishment, I think, is an enormous tribute to American ingenuity, productivity, and technology. It is another demonstration of what can be done, I think, in America today with free enterprise. Epcot Center represents the culmination of more than 25 million hours of effort by talented artists, designers, engineers, and technicians with hundreds of advisors and thousands of construction workers, all propelled by the power and the force of an idea of one wonderful man Walt Disney. Epcot Center, thank you. Epcot Center celebrates human achievements and innovation born from imagination. It is a showplace dedicated to entertain, we hope, with a purpose. Our goals for Epcot Center are quite clear. We want to first entertain, then inform and inspire all who come here, and above all, to instill in our guests a new sense of belief and pride in mankind's ability to shape a world that offers real hope to people everywhere in the world. Thank you. It's my great pleasure now if Dick and Paula Kaysen and four wonderful children will come up here 
This is the family that if you didn't see them in the crowd are the first family to enter our gates this morning for Epcot Center. And uh, we're going to hear a little bit about how they made it. Come on up here, Dick. Paula. Dick. Chris. Chris. Jennifer. Cody and Ricky. 13 to 16. That's pretty good, Paula and Dick. Why don't you come up here, Dick, and where are you folks from? Winter Park, Florida. Hey, we got Central Florida. And uh, what time did you get here this morning? Well, we got up at 4.30, and we got, the, we got at the parking lot at 6 o'clock this morning, and they wouldn't let us in. So we had to plan our strategy, and we, there was a loop they kept sending us in. And we'd park on the side of the road, and the security guard would come up and run us off, and then we'd make the loop again. And we decided, between the six of us, we decided our strategy would be to, to pull up right at 7 o'clock, because that's when they said they'd let us in. And we pulled up about 10 minutes ahead, and a lot of other people had the same idea. So we were able to get... The, be the first car in line so we were the first car in the parking lot and you can see by the boys i just told them to jump out of the car and run for the gates and that's how we got here i i i understand they bought a three-day pass dick i think we better give them that money back on that three-day pass huh <laughs> we bought the three-day souvenir pass right? i see we bought it back in august and we've really been looking forward to the day and of course this is you know, this tops it all off. Paula, what do you think? Would you like to say a word on behalf of your family? Oh, uh, well, of course the children aren't in school, and we were somewhat concerned about that. The governor's going to check out <laughs> that. And the children are very concerned about that now, with all the publicity. <laughs> but <laughs> but so it certainly is a lovely, lovely honor. We, we can't thank you enough. We're thrilled to be here. We're just as proud of having you here as uh, everybody else. So we hope you have a wonderful day. Oh. It's my honor now. We have a silver pass here. I already have it. See, I'm who's confused. <laughs> this is a lifetime silver pass, Paula and Dick, and for you children, for your all your life to come to Magic Kingdom, Epcot Center, and enjoy all the wonders of this great place. And now here's the entrance audio that was played on opening day. Of course, the voice you're going to hear is Jack Wagner, who's also the voice of the monorail, the original voice of the monorail, so you may recognize it. And of course, there was a big show and a lot of fanfare that happened on opening day. You had uh, people out there dancing and singing in traditional Disney style. And this song was played to get the park opening started. Morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. All of us at Epcot Center are glad to have you as our guests today. We welcome you and hope you find your day with us to be a most enjoyable one. Walt Disney was a dreamer and a doer, a man who cared about the world and its problems. He believed that people could develop solutions to problems if equipped with information, technology, and opportunity. Epcot Center has been created to showcase prototype concepts and technologies that may someday serve people everywhere. 
This is the essence of Epcot Center. A collective endeavor by people for people in the hope for a better world. From all of us of the Disney family, we hope you enjoy your stay in Epcot Center. And now we ask for your safety and those around you that you walk slowly and carefully to your first destination. Have a great day and welcome to the 21st century. share with you a little bit of audio from an opening day video that was made. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome to a party. In spite of the weather, we want to welcome you. It's not really a party, it's more a celebration, a dedication, a, a festival, an event, also a monumental achievement all rolled into one. And it's also a party. <laughs> I'm Danny Kaye, and I'm speaking to you live and wet from Epcot Center. This is the realization of Walt Disney's dream to create a permanent showcase of technology and world culture. It's a living monument to past achievements and a testament to the hopes of the future. A future where the quality of life for all people will be improved. It's with this spirit in mind that I'd like you all to share with me the wonder and the excitement of this truly remarkable place. Why don't you come with me as we look forward to the dawning of the 21st century. Just so there's no confusion, Epcot Center is located in the center of Epcot. 
and Epcot Center is made up of two parts, which is Future World and the World Showcase. It's 2.5 miles from the Magic Kingdom, which is also part of Epcot, which is what the entire 27,000-acre area, known as the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, or Epcot, or Walt Disney World, is called. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion. One man who knows a great deal about that is Alan Shepard. He was the first American in space and one of the original astronauts. Alan? Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm uh, delighted to fine. see you again. Good to see you, sir. How do you feel? I'm just fine. Well, it's good. Fine. Back here on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, without, uh, without divulging any classified information, where do you suppose we're headed? Uh, I mean... In, in the terms of the future of mankind. Well, I think if you look backward for a moment and trace the progress of civilization, you'll see that basically there are only two directions we can go. Oh, yeah, up and down, huh? <laughs> That's right. Either way up in space or down yeah. into the depths of the sea. And, of course, over the years, we've been doing research and experimentation in, in both areas, and I don't think that one necessarily precludes the other. But you might imagine that I hold a view that space is... Uh, it's pretty exciting. It has a great possibility of enhancing our lives in the future. You know, so much of the technology that's being used in the space program has immediate application right here on the Earth. It's yeah. just with us today. I hope you have a fine time around here. There's a lot of marvelous things to see. Maybe well, we'll, we'll see you Okay. So long. Now, I hope you've got comfortable shoes on because I'm going to take you on a real long journey. Where are we going? Well, we're going out into the past and the future, past those walls into the land of energy and motion and communication covering thousands of years of progress. Maybe I should bring a snack. I think if you just bring your curiosity, that'll be enough. This is the gateway to future world. But there's one thing I always want you to remember. Even when you're grown up, you must never stop being a kid. Imagination provision. That is correct, Mr. Yeah. King. And he is the latest creation, I hear, and a real expert on the subject of creativity. Uh-huh. You suppose I could meet him? Your wish is my command, Master K. Dreamfinder, this is Master K and Drew. Drew and Master K, meet the keeper of the sparks of imagination, Train Finder. It's nice to meet you. And this is my assistant and good right arm, Figment. I, I understand you're in charge of some uh, very creative things. I, I, I would think that would be terribly interesting. Right you are, for right in there, imagination's everywhere. The visions once inside your head exist inside that place instead. Imagination is my game, the sparks of which ignite the flame of your own creativity. And that's real great for you and me. <laughs> I, I feel a little bit like Columbus felt when he started on his journey into the new world. Because on the other side of this man-made lagoon is a brand new man-made world. And in that world, there are nine countries that are thousands of miles apart geographically. And they're joined together in a one-mile area to display their culture, their art, and their historical achievements. Standing side by side over there, the United Kingdom, Canada, France, 
Japan, America, Italy, Germany, the People's Republic of China, and Mexico. And the best part of this is that you don't even have to go through customs to enjoy it. Welcome to Orlando. On behalf of Captain Beach and the crew of Flight 647, we'd like to thank you for flying Eastern, the official airline of Walt Disney World. There'll be some new fellowship students arriving in the years to come as new World Showcase pavilions from other countries, such as Israel, Morocco, Spain, join this entire family. Alex Haley, I presume? You presume correctly. Welcome to Equatorial Africa. Well, thank you very much. Uh, am I too early? About a year, but it's always nice to see you. <laughs> I know you've been a consultant to uh, World Showcase since the beginning. So you must have a pretty good notion of what we will all expect to see when the African Pavilion opens. Well, for one thing, we plan to show the beauty, the drama, the energy, the diversity of this amazing continent. Well, who should know better about that than the author of Roots, huh? If I remember correctly, Alex, Walt Disney was the one who said, I would rather entertain people and hope that they learn something from it. And I think you agree with that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's the theory behind all these other provisions that are soon to open. Sir, it was an honor, and I am very, very proud to have talked with you. And I will be seeing you soon. I think I can find my way out myself. You think you won't need a guide? Uh, not this time. Maybe next time. We'll see you in about a year. I was especially impressed by the film in the China Pavilion. The story behind the scenes is almost as remarkable as the film itself. From high over the Great Wall to the grasslands of Inner Mongolia, the Disney film team worked side by side with Chinese production crews to capture the mystery and the beauty of the many faces of ageless China. The quiet beauty and serenity of the Li River was certainly an enormous contrast to the physical hardships endured in the frozen Mongolian wilderness and the sweltering Gobi Desert. Disney Circle Vision crews traveled on to regions never before filmed by Western cameras, including the busy streets of Beijing and the Forbidden City. The culture and history of these most gracious people came to life throughout an incredible journey across China. After four months on location half a world away, we headed for home with priceless treasures to share with the rest of the world. Oh, well, I was very lucky, Eric. I did know the war it was delivered by this gentleman, Eric Severide. Danny, a few lines from that old piece, if I may. Oh, please do. Disney was an original, I thought. Not just an American original, but an original period. Mm -hmm. He was a happy accident. One of the happiest that this century had ever experienced. 
And judging by the way it's been behaving, in spite of all Disney tried to tell it about laughter and love and children and puppies and sunrises, the century hardly deserved it. He probably did more to soothe troubled human spirits than all the psychiatrists in the world. <laughs> and to a child, this weary world is brand new and gift-wrapped. Disney tried to keep it that way for adults. You see, we all spend our lives trying to recapture the vision, trying to see the world afresh. Most of us lose that touch. Disney never did. I wish I'd known him. Oh, well, I was very lucky, Eric. I did know him. And I think he would have been enormously pleased about what you just said. Thank you. Now, Eric, on a, on a personal note, I've, I've been watching you all afternoon. You've been wandering around here scribbling like crazy. Now, would you tell me a little of what you've been writing? I, I began life as a scribbler, Danny. <laughs> Just a few impressions of the center. Uh, it's obviously far from just entertainment. I think the whole thing's designed as information, instruction, and inspiration. Now, this man dealt in the gossamer of dreams and fantasies. But look how he's created this tangible and permanent monument to real life and humanity. I think he knew that in our time, fantasy and reality are merging together. And obviously he was a perfectionist. The passion for truthful detail is all through this center. And he was always upbeat. You know, somebody said there are three kinds of people in this world. The well poisoners, the lawn mowers, and the life enhancers. <laughs> Disney was like you. He was a life enhancer. Oh, thank you. And this place itself is a celebration. Not only of technology and creativity, but of the American dream as well. Now, back when Epcot opened, Dick Nunes was the president of Walt Disney's Outdoor Recreation Department. And he put together a little summary that I thought was kind of interesting and I wanted to share with you. It was a part of a newsletter that was put out to all the cast members. Congratulations. You have been selected to be part of the Epcot Center cast. Epcot Center is an exciting new chapter in the history of Walt Disney World that has its roots dating back to the beginning of the Disney organization more than 60 years ago. Walt Disney was a dynamic dreamer, loved by young and old around the world. His boundless imagination and energy were at the heart of the pioneering ventures that the Disney family entertainment made over the past half century. Walt was also a doer who knew what it takes to bring ideas into being, from the drawing board to reality. It's this precious combination of dreaming and doing that enabled Walt and his organization to accomplish great things. The experimental prototype community of tomorrow, Walt's greatest dream, is Walt Disney World. Just before his death in 1966, Walt Disney revealed his most ambitious and far-reaching dream, Epcot, the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. It was to be located in Florida, where Walt Disney Productions had quietly acquired 27,000 acres of virgin land. Walt introduced his dream in this way. Epcot will take its cue from the new ideas and new technologies that are now emerging from the creative centers of American industry. It will be a community of tomorrow that will never be completed, but will always be introducing and testing and demonstrating new materials and new systems. And Epcot will always be a showcase to the world for the ingenuity and imagination of American free enterprise. Tragically, Walt Disney died before the first structure of his new world was built. But the Disney organization, led by Walt's brother Roy, forged ahead in the creation of Walt Disney World. Epcot Phase 1, The Vacation Kingdom, Phase 1 of the Walt Disney World included the Magic Kingdom and its resorts opening in 1971 and Walt Disney World Village, which opened in 1975. Already demonstrated the Epcot dream, through numerous applications of prototype systems and concepts, 
Walt Disney World has been a showcase to the world of innovations, such as areas of energy, transportation, and land planning. Phase 1 also provides recognition and financial base for further development of Epcot. Epcot Phase 2 Epcot Center Phase 2 of the development of Walt Disney World is Epcot Center, the focal point, the public window, the showplace of the Epcot dream. Through the magnificent shows and attractions of Epcot Center, millions of guests discover new ideas and possible solutions to the concerns that face the world. And you are a part of it all. Just as in every other facet of Walt Disney World, it's our cast that brings the dream to life. You are the key to the true fulfillment of the Epcot dream. It is you who present the Epcot Center to our guests. You are our ambassadors in this important exchange of information, ideas, and understanding. You have a challenging job ahead of you, a job that also offers the reward of being part of this great project. Best of luck to you in your new role. Warmest regards, Dick Nunes. I thought that kind of summed it up from the cast member side and explained what it was all about. Now, there was also a promotional brochure that came around, and, and it reads, Walt Disney World is Epcot and has been from the beginning. In a real sense, the concept for Epcot has been unfolding from the very beginning, commented Chairman of the Board Don Tatum in a speech given in 1976. From the outset of planning and through the design, construction, and installation, the ultimate goal for Walt Disney World has been Epcot. It has been our conscious policy to search out, introduce, and use new systems, new devices, and new materials in every project we have undertaken here at Walt Disney World. Back in September of 1982, over Labor Day, there was a park preview that was offered for cast members who could come in and check out Epcot Center. There were 26,061 people who came in and uh, almost 7,000 cars that were parked on that day. And a couple of fun facts that, uh, that they put out. During the three-year span of building the project, more than 10,000 construction workers representing 18 unions worked on the job. There were 22 general contractors and 500 subcontractors that participated in the project. As they finished up the design in that last month, there were still 4,000 construction workers working on the project and nearly 3,000 designers still involved at that point. They had about a month to finish up and they still had that many people working on it. Turns out that the one-eighth uh, scale model that they had produced... Uh, measured 1,428 square feet, as big as many American homes. So just to give you a sense of just the one-eighth scale model. The land pavilion alone covered six acres. And that by itself, just the land pavilion, is roughly the size of Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom. And then there's one other thing here that I thought was interesting. The tile mosaic surrounding the entrance to this pavilion covers 3,000 square feet. It took three months to install and has 150,000 individually cut out and shaped pieces made from nine basic materials, marble, granite, slate, Byzantine glass, Venetian glass, gold, mirror pieces, ceramic, and pebbles in 131 different colors. So if that doesn't show the attention to detail, what does? Anyway, that is my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. It was another look back at Epcot. And remember, in the immortal words of Walt Disney... And the words that were repeated in one of the showpieces in Epcot in the Horizons Pavilion, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Bye now. Thank you for taking a ride with us on the Dave's Disney View podcast. Show notes, more information about this podcast, and about other great podcasts on the web, can be found at DisneyPodcast.net. Also, you'll find some links to Dave's iPhone applications. See and share hidden Mickeys or organize your pins when you go pin trading. Our thanks go to Craig, also known as Sound of Music. 
Craig produced the original music you hear in this podcast. You can find Craig's work at ReverbNation.com slash Sound A. Also, our thanks go to Doug at GeekAcres.net for his continued contributions to the show. Now, please gather your personal belongings and watch your head and step as you exit. Have questions about travel planning or want to talk to a certified Disney travel agent? Then you should check out Destinations in Florida. Be sure and check out the link on either my show notes page or the blog page to learn more about them. Or, of course, you can click the link on DisneyPodcast.net. Show number 113.